how's it going everyone it's another episode of according to davi and that's right you guessed it we've got another guest to talk about something which is kind of intriguing but terrifying at the same time sandra valera welcome to the show hope you're doing fine on this good saturday morning thank you davi yeah i'm doing well despite the lockdown uh keep myself busy as much as i can so yeah everything is good <laughs> yeah <laughs> Well, I just realized what I've just done. Indeed, we are recording it on Saturday morning, but this episode will probably not released on Saturday. So it will be released some other time, another day. And I don't think it's going to be Saturday. So you might listen to it on Monday evening and suddenly you hear me saying it's good Saturday morning. But yeah, anyway, if you listen it on Saturday morning, then everything's good. Right. <laughs> I know okay. you're really busy, which is the reason why we're recording it on a Saturday morning, actually. I can't kind of busy. Uh, I'm one of the lucky ones that still um, got a job after these uh, weird years we are going through. I'm working from mm. home. So yeah, I have a Monday to Friday job and I have a lot of projects outside of work, as you know. Um, so yeah, Saturdays in the morning, I'm normally busy, but I, you know, I, I made sure I had this spot for you. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. You mentioned you have a few projects coming up. Anything you can share? Anything you want to share? Well, I can't share that much yet. Um, but if everything goes well, maybe in a couple of years, you may be seeing me in, in some platforms. TV platforms or stream platforms, sorry. So uh, yeah, let's see how that goes. So I, I'm writing a few scripts um, as well. Um, and I am in a project with my partner. Uh, basically, we are just um, writing a, we finish writing a song. So uh, yeah, awesome times, you see. <laughs> <laughs> but I cannot, I cannot give more details. I'm, I'm sorry if I'm not allowed to. Right, and it, everything on a good time, yeah. I guess. Right, uh, today we talk about something which is not really getting enough attention, in my opinion, and I don't really know why. Uh, we talk about sleep paralysis, and I know for a fact that you have experienced it before. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Um, it's not like I've experienced before. I think the last one I had was last weekend. Um, for me is just to put it like that there is a very small percentage of people that they suffer sleep paralysis in quite quite often in regular basis mm -hmm. very very small uh, some people have experienced it at least once in their lifetime but in my case I have it very I, I happen to, to suffer that very regularly um, unfortunately because it's not a, it's not an experience you want to live uh, or, or to have um uh yeah uh, it, uh, there is not much there is not a lot that is, is is known about the sleep paralysis and um it would be good if if somebody could investigate more on that because it's not um it's not something nice you know yeah um for those people who don't know anything about sleep paralysis it's basically a moment or a stage when you are not able to move or speak while you're waking up or falling asleep. And this happens when you go into your sleeping mode, but your brain is still active or awake, so to speak. 
So you're kind of aware of things, but not able to do anything, really. I think that's the best description of a sleep paralysis. Or how would yeah. you describe it? It's basically um, when you are getting in, in between the room, the, the, sorry, the REM sleep, uh, or getting out of it, or both your brain wakes, wakes up before your body and it doesn't give the order to your body to wake. So you can yeah. hear and you can feel you're exactly aware of where you are. The only problem is that you cannot move, you can't talk. I think I just, I just can make some sounds I'm trying to tell whoever, my partner or to, to wake me up or just to touch me and then my body will react straight away. Right. Um, but the, the problem with it is, is uh, kind of terrifying, <laughs> terrifying because it's just you, you, you don't know what's, what's going on, especially if you have it for the first time. You just don't know. You just think that something wrong is there, is there or is something wrong with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it gets worse when normally um, is when you are getting out of, of, of your sleeping mode and it can mix up with the nightmares, which normally comes with the nightmares. So basically, even if your brain is, is awake, your body is not, your brain is still projecting the images of the nightmare you are having, which meaning that you, the nightmares become kind of real to you at that moment. So that's the most horrifying thing about it, like not being able to move and then just still in your nightmares, even though you're awake. So it's very, very um, something that is not pleasant, you know. Yeah, it, it definitely sounds terrifying. And we've actually got some hell of a stories. Uh, for you later on i made a social media post and asking other people to share their experiences and for my surprise i got quite a few replies so i'm thinking to if we have time i'm gonna yeah. read out some of them and see what you think if that's something you can relate to as well what really fascinates me you sometimes you might well obviously you experience fear but you also might see those scary figures Um, monsters shadows witches you name it and i have heard people describing this as you know let's see supernatural creature is sitting on their chest and kind of pushing pushing them down which makes breathing more difficult yeah yeah is that something you've experienced as well uh no per se i mean i uh not to have anybody on my chest pushing down. Uh, for me, it's more like being on next to my bed and or under, underneath my dovet, so I could feel the dovet moving. And um, and then it's just and or having the feeling that somebody is touching you and it feels very bad. It feels like I don't know, like one of the paranormal horror movies that you, you watch in a cinema, like per se Conjuring or something like that, and feels um i mean it feels like somebody's there in the room with you and it's not uh, a good vibe it's just more like it gives you like uh, the chills you know it, it's, it feels like it's something evil there and um even though you when you experience the, those things as much as i have experienced it um 
sometimes I'm able to to control my breathing. Um, but um, yeah, the, 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 you feel that there is a present there, and then it, it's very bad. It's very bad, and you cannot talk. You cannot. You just cannot move. You just just there watching at that thing, watching you, whatever it is, and it's also. Uh, Depends of uh, the kind of nightmare or dream you were having before to experience the, the sleep paralysis. Mm. Uh, in my case, I've seen like I've seen shadows, I've seen figures, I've seen the. the I was able to to see clearly the shape of, of people, even to describe the, the person after I was awake. Um, so uh, yeah, it's, it's. I think most of the people who. Um, has, who suffers the paralysis will um, um, share the same thoughts, will experience similar things with it. So, yeah. is, is it is it more more a fear, uh, or is it, or how well can you see the, these creatures? Is, is it just a fear that someone is there, or you can actually see someone standing right next to you? Sometimes I've been able to describe even the clothes they were wearing. Uh, sometimes you just feel it around you, and and I just see a figure, and and it's I know it's around me, but um, sometimes I see very clearly someone was was on, like I was face to face with somebody, and I was able to describe it entirely. Right. So I saw a guy with a hat, and it was no good. So, um, but I guess it's when you have a good dream and you dream about people, like, you know, and then you go, oh my God, I've never seen this person in my life before. And you are able to describe it. But the difference is that you had a good dream. You know, you just remember a dream. In my case, I remember a very um, scary experience, which, uh, you know, you cannot really tell in that moment what is real and what is not. You just can't. Um, but as I say, in my case, I suffered that so many times that when I, it's happening to me, I know exactly what is happening. Sometimes I'm, I'm fully in control. So I just focus for those who uh, suffer sleep paralysis and they are new on this. Just focus on moving one finger, just one finger. And then you will wake up much quicker if you focus on moving the entire body. Um, oh, wow. yeah, yeah. So I've been suffering this since I was 14 years old, quite regularly. So. And I'm 35 now. So it's been quite a few years with me. Um, so, yeah, at some point you just learn to control it. Sometimes you just can't because you are maybe you had a bad nightmare and you're trying to wake up so um, um, so hard and you just can't. You just can't focus. You, can't, you just can't think that it's a sleep paralysis. In my case, sometimes I control it. Sometimes I just not in control at all. And how many times you've experienced this before now? Oh, I lost the count. Is, is it really that many? Wow. Yeah, my case is triggered when I'm under a lot of stress, hmm. and I'm, I'm I have a very stressful life. <laughs> <laughs> and, As we all. Yeah, and so it's triggered by stress mostly. Um, also, it's a very, very because I've been reading and researching a lot over the years. And it has a tendency to happen when you are sleeping, lay on your back. So I've been um, trying to 
basically to to see how many times it happens when I'm laying on my back, and as a result, every time I'm waking up or every time I suffer, I'm on my back. I'm laying on my back on the bed. Um. So yeah, but I think the amount of times, I don't know, in 21 years, Tabi, more than 150, more than 200. Can Can you remember your first time when it happened? Oh yeah, clearly. I can't remember clearly because I had no clue what was going on, you see. Um, I was 14 years old. And I remember I was at home and I still have been at school, but I have had an accident, uh, a scooter accident. So I was recovering from that. I had spent one month in bed, couldn't move. Um, so I was recovering and they had removed my the casts and everything. Um, so I was in, in my living room. It was morning and I had fallen asleep in my, in my sofa. I remember my mom was working and my two sisters were at, at school. Um, so I remember being, I was, I was hearing the TV, you know, I knew exactly what program was on the TV. I had a cat, but then so I could hear my cat like running around and, you know, meowing and everything. Um, I knew I, I was in my sofa. I couldn't move. And I remember the sun coming through the window because it was daytime. It was in Spain, you know, south of Spain. So we had good weather. And I remember the sun coming through the window and I was, I was there. And then all I could see was like the, the, my, my mom had um, a table. In Spain, we have a, a table. Um, not like the coffee table is bigger. And then we have it with kind of blankets for the table. I don't know how it does it go because it's not very really used in, in, in UK anyway. And I could see all those those blankets were up the, to the ceiling for no reason. And I could see keys. I could, no, I could, no, I could hear the keys. Keys dropping on the on the floor. And Anya was alone at home. And they were constantly dropping. Like somebody was picking up the key, dropping the key again while the, the, those blankets were going up to the ceiling. And um, I remember trying to move and grab the phone. We have a landline phone back then, mm. just to call my mom, you know, just to ask for help. But I couldn't move. But at the same time, I was like, I thought I was grabbing the phone. And all of a sudden, I just I, I was able to move, and I was sat down in my sofa, and I didn't know what the hell happened. You know, I'm sorry for swearing. I don't know what happened. And the next thing I did, I, I called my mom, and I, I was I was panicking I was panicking I didn't understand what was going on I, I thought something wrong was with me and I called my mom and I could I could do it with the screaming and crying and and telling her mom somebody's at home and my mom was like who is at home so I don't know but I know some, somebody's at home and my mom but did anyone anyone break in and I was like no 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 one broke in I, I don't know and I was so scared my mom, my mom was so worried I could not explain to my mom what just happened I, I couldn't explain it with the words I I, I hadn't no idea. I was I was too young. I was only 14 years old. So my mom told me to go to my neighbor and ask my neighbor to stay with me at home. And then, um, so I told my that my neighbor, my neighbor, but what's going on? What what happened? My mom talked to her. I don't know. She's terrified. I I don't know what's wrong. I cannot leave work. I tried to explain to my neighbor, and I remember she gave me this look like I I, I was crazy. 
what she's talking about. These these things don't happen. Is he talking about paranormal things? What is he talking about? And I was kind of when I explained to my mom, I, I'm lucky because my family is are very open minded with, with those things, you know. Mm. And when I explained to my mom, it was like, well, you know, it's, these things happen. And I thought, what, what happened? My mom, I don't know, but those things happen, you know. You cannot know everything that is outside. And, and then she was like, kind of, um, I don't know, she was supporting me. She was, she was there for me. And um, she said, if this keeps happening, then we might go to the doctor or something. And it didn't happen for a while. And then it came back, but I don't think I told my mom anymore. I just told my mom that I was suffering sleep paralysis because I, I was researching myself and I was reading about it. And when I started reading and then um, back then I didn't know it was a sleep paralysis, you know, which is typing my experience. And then I just came up with a term. Mm-hmm. And when I read that many people suffer suffering that, I, it was kind of a relief that I wasn't, I was like, well, I'm not the crazy one I thought I was. <laughs> it was kind of a relief knowing that it's kind of a normal thing that many people experience but I was too young and every time I was talking to it with people people were looking at me like I was weird or you know like I was I was going bananas or something <laughs> I mean it's a real thing it happens to so many people uh, from what I've heard um, how long does it last uh, one episode so to speak uh, i cannot really tell because um i think that if it's 10 minutes or 15 minutes it still feels like you've been there for an hour and i doubt very much it's an hour Um i think it's a very short period of time it just time is relative there you know it, it feels like hours of agony <laughs> and yeah. But it might be just 20 minutes, especially when with my partner, for example, poor guy, bless him. <laughs> <laughs> because he, he, I mean, when I suffer that, he's sleeping next to me. The amount of times I, I just basically scared him to death. <laughs> <laughs> Quite a few. I'm surprised he hasn't left me yet. Um, um, but I think that. Um, you're making the noises so I, I knew you were having an episode and because all you can do is just making noises like I don't know like mm, that's all you can do is you cannot do more that's yeah. more um, so, and so and I asked him so for how long he said well just a few minutes and I was a few minutes I think I've been I've been trying to to get your attention to wake me up for for hours and no no just a few minutes so yeah I think it's just relative it's just, you, you know what, and I, and I know we have talked about this before, and I know you think I'm completely out of my mind even saying this. And yes, I, I know what you want to say. <laughs> exactly, and I know. <laughs> I would love to experience this. No, I really no. did. I really do. No, I promise you. And I'm not, yeah, I'm. I'm not talking about experiencing it every single week. Just one. Mm-hmm. Just one time. Yeah. That's it, and never again. <laughs> That's what you say now, Tavi. That's you want to say because you you heard us you heard me or other people talking about it, yeah. and you're just curious about how that feels not being controlled in your own body. Exactly. Uh, but I'm telling you, 
if you experience this, you are going to regret so much that you wanted to experience that. I mean, <laughs> I give it to you, you know, okay, it's the unknown. You don't know what it is. You, those people talking about it. But mm-hmm. if you uh, ever do, I'm pretty sure you will grab the phone and tell me, Sandra, you were right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not even, you know, interesting about this feeling fear. You know, sounds bloody terrible. But I'm curious about seeing those supernatural creatures. But I I don't think they are supernatural. I think that they are just projections of, of your dreams. Um, because it doesn't really harm you, you know. It, it's pure fear. Mm. It's fear. It's just fear. And when somebody experiences that level of fear, I think it triggers... It makes you more you more stressful, more stressed. You know, I don't know if that's the correct way to say it. Sorry, mm-hmm. um, but I think it just projects the images of of the nightmare you are having, and it's not um because you are your body is experiencing so much stress at that point. Um, I think just the feeling of there is something real there. Like when you are having a nightmare and you are inside the nightmare, it feels so real. You know, it feels real. It feels like it's happening. And you don't know because you're dreaming. So you are not conscious that you are dreaming. And it feels completely real. And until it's not until you wake up that you, you think, oh, God, that was a nightmare. But still you wake up with the feeling, you know, you still wake up with the fear that you were having that nightmare because it's portrayed to your to your conscience. So... And you you still have that fear for a while with you the, during the night, you know, when you wake up from a bad, bad nightmare. And so I think this is uh, not like waking up from a nightmare per se, but um, I think it's about a projection of it and a projection of that fear. Uh, it's what makes you think that those things are, are real. Don't get me wrong. I... In terms of paranormal things or things that we don't we don't know we don't understand, uh, I'm all up for it. And you and I have had conversations. Maybe another time you could do a podcast about that. Um, and, and you know the things I've experienced around, you know, in my life. But in this case, I, I don't think it's. I just think it's pure, absolute fear, just projected from your dream and from the experience you are having and the stress. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking now. And I'm thinking if it happened to me and I've already experienced it before, mm-hmm. I should know it's just a sleep paralysis. Yes. So why do you, why do you think people still are scared if they know it's not real? Uh, I mean, you know it's a sleep paralysis, okay? Um, as, I, as I explained before, sometimes you can't even know you're on the sleep paralysis when you are having it in that moment sometimes the 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 fear is so big that you can't just breathe okay so but still doesn't it's still when you came to your senses you know the pain of the images or the things you were seeing and you still are the fear is still there in my case, it, it is sleep paralysis, and the last year, last couple of years, um, 
it has converted when I'm having an episode of a sleep paralysis and a night terror episode. So which they are kind of connected. And so when I'm out of the sleep paralysis, I, I instead of waking up, my body, my mind will back to, goes back to sleep, and then I have the nightmares, and then I wake up screaming. Um, big scream. I think last last week, and I, I it was or two weeks ago, it was very bad, very bad. Um, but even if you know it's a sleep paralysis, when you wake up, you wake up with the feeling of fear. It's like I explained. When you wake up from a nightmare, you know it's a nightmare, but the fear is still there. Yeah. For for a for a moment or for for an hour or as long as somebody takes to recover for that nightmare, depending on how bad the nightmare was. Um so yeah, you still have the fear, you know, when you wake up from a nightmare. So sleep paralysis, imagine that it it multiplies for three times for three times, you know, worse. Yeah. Or four times worse because because you are conscious of the thing and what is real. But you cannot tell what is not real. If the images are real, not answer, you are fully awake. That's right. just my case. Gotcha. I mean, yeah. that is my case. Maybe yeah, people out there they have different experiences because this thing it has not been studied that much. So mm. people experience it in a different, in different way. And I was just checking now while we were talking how common uh, sleep paralysis actually is. And obviously those stats are not hundred percent accurate. And according to multiple websites, about 8% of population will experience sleep paralysis at some point in their life. So it's not that common as I thought it would be. Um, I read before that most of the population will have it at least once in their lifetime. Um, and a small, very small percentage of people will suffer it quite often. Um, I I don't know because you know those those studies are 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 made by asking a bunch of people, but you don't really know. You cannot really measure and like how many people will suffer, how many many people will not suffer in their lifetime. Yeah. Uh, you can't really measure. You ask a few people out of millions in this planet. So, yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah. You know, for that to be accurate, I think you will have to more than 1,000 people. Well, it's definitely something uh, to study more. Uh, I think it needs to be done. I really, really do. Uh, you know, there, there are, you know, there are sleep clinics. Um, and I've been thinking about many times to go to one of them, them because um, obviously I don't sleep well. I used to sleep mm. very well. I don't do anymore. Um, but before I went to the clinic, I, I bought something that has helped people with insomnia, people with night terrors, and I just got it two days ago. Do you think it's something you can prevent happening, though? I know you mentioned, you know, having stress, you know, might cause this and sleeping on your back might cause this. But do you think it, there's something you can do to prevent this? No. I think you can take measures to uh, reduce. You cannot really prevent. You cannot really uh, prevent it or foresee that's gonna happen. In my case, if I had very late dinners and very heavy meals before I go to bed, there are big, big chances that will happen mm -hmm. to me. 
if I have had a very stressful day, might not happen that night, but might happen, um, let's say my Monday to Friday, I have my, because of my, my the work I have, I have a lot of stress. And it might not happen during the week. It might happen during the weekend when I'm free and I'm out of that kind of stress, you know, when my body's relaxed, it's relaxing and I go to bed, then it can happen. Yeah. I think it's uh, for different people, they have different triggers. Um, so in my case, it's just I was able to recognize which are the triggers because, I mean, in 21 years, <laughs> you are able to, to recognize that, uh, to, to know more or less when it happens. And even though I try to, you know, to, to reduce the stress, I cannot reduce the stress. I mean, my work is stressful so I cannot really do much with it unless I change it <laughs> and 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 then try not to have if I'm having a meal and it's gonna be heavy I try to have it way before I go to bed so um and I try not to fall asleep on my back um, but still you know it sometimes happens even though I take all the meds all the measures, sorry. Um, all the means. Um, so yeah, I, I, you can, you can do things to prevent it, but it's not, it doesn't give you the, um, the security that will happen. A few days ago, as I said, I made a public post and asked people to share their own stories about their experience and received quite a few stories. I think it's time to read some of them now. And some of the stories are quite long, interesting, but long. So we might have to make another episode dedicated just for those stories. So I'm just trying to find more short ones at the moment. There's just one thing I'm going to tell. And this is if you talk with, I, I've talked with people who suffer sleep paralysis. And one of the things that are very, the strangest things, let's say like that, let's put it like that, the strangest of all things. For those who like paranormal things, um, most of the episodes are happening at three in the morning. Right. Do you think it's dangerous in any way? Well, I know sleep paralysis itself is not dangerous, but it must be difficult for our mental health. Depends how you take it. <laughs> <laughs> Depends if you want it to be controlled by the feeling when that going to bed every night with the feeling that you might have it. If you let that take over you, that might be a problem. Because if I was to go to bed, like saying, oh my God, I might have another episode. Will I have another episode? I don't want to go to bed. I think you will, this insomnia will be a part of your life. But it depends how you take it, basically. Um, it's good to have something like, I mean, I'm 35 years old and maybe I shouldn't say this, this might destroy my future career. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to have some kind of small light. Yeah. If you wake up with a very bad episode of a sleep paralysis, you cannot fall asleep. Just turn that light on, keep it on, fall asleep with it. Yeah. And it might give some comfort. And if you are if you are alone, if I'm with mm. sleeping with my partner, he will just block me. And then until I fall asleep, but he's asleep to me. <laughs> <laughs> I bought this weight blanket, so I will let you know if it works. 
because uh, I read a lot. Of, I was doing research about those blankets for a while now. And I'm going to see if it works. Um, if it works, I will let you know so you can say in another podcast if it works. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm sure all listeners are interested to hear that as well. Especially people who are experiencing sleep paralysis. And uh, I, I was just thinking something completely ridiculous. Imagine having Freddy Krueger as one of those sleep paralysis creatures you see. Freddy Krueger ne never escaped me. Really? Yeah, I was watching the movie since I was a child. I mean, I think I was seven years old when I watched the first movie. Nah. I'm not scared of monsters. I mean, Freddy Krueger, Jason, oh, I never found this, this guy scary at all. Well, I'm, I'm not doing good with horror, horror films. Well, I love horror films, but I don't like the horror films where they're like kind of, uh, for example, we went to watch together It, didn't we? It. Yes, we went to watch together. You are in Richard. Yes, yes. Yeah. Scary cat, you are. Do, do you think it was scary? No, it wasn't. Exactly. Oh. You, know, you know, it's fine. I, I think the new It, well, I haven't seen the second one, but the first one, uh, the remake. I watched the second one. Well. I think the first one was uh, funny. I think it was a comedy. No, it wasn't a comedy. I think they did I, quite well, but still it's, you know, so scary. I, I think for me, it was a comedy. It was a funny film. I was laughing so hard. I don't remember you laughing. Uh, I was definitely laughing. Well, I might have, might have fell off inside. But yeah. especially especially that kid, uh, that actor who also plays in Stranger Things. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah he was right. doing he was doing a really good job at making me laugh. You know you you know which one is the the movie I think you the, the, the more scary. No, sorry. Jumping, jumping out of fear, it's conjuring. Yeah, all oh, those bloody jump scares. Um, yeah, I remember we were watching that in my house when uh, I think like many years ago, and then and you were like jumping there, and I was laughing out loud. <laughs> and you actually tried to scare me. Oh come on, Sammy. you're it, you you're easy to scare. It's it's funny. It's <laughs> not funny. It's it's bad. It's terrifying, and it's wrong in so many levels. It's not wrong. It's funny <laughs> to see somebody jumping, you know, scary jumping, and then you just laugh and oh. Okay. Well, as I don't do good with horrors. Well, I like horror films. I'm fine with it, but I just can't stand jump scares. I yeah. just can't deal with it. Well, I don't watch so many horror films as I used to because that was my my favorite genre genre ones. Um. Hmm. But I just found out every time I was watching like horror movies, it was triggering my sleep paralysis. <laughs> <laughs> now I only watch horror movies with my partner because if I know that, that night he doesn't sleep with me. So I have somebody to, you know, pull me out of the sleep paralysis. If I'm watching alone, if I'm, I'm sleeping alone, then no way. <laughs> well, I'm actually playing one of those uh, video games at the moment, which is a... Uh... Uh, until dawn I, I don't know if you've heard of it no. but it's such a good game it's basically a really story-based game like you need to make decisions and based on your decisions uh, the story continues kind of like a okay. butterfly effect okay 
and I'm telling you, it's a jump scare after jump scare. Even even the title when the game starts is a jump scare. Really? Oh, I was expecting that. But I like the game so much, I'm still playing play. it, and it gets me every single time. And oh. even those times when you know, okay. There's a jump scare coming. I know it's coming. It's too quiet. The jump scare, I haven't had the jump scare for a while now, which is probably like 30 seconds. Another way it's coming. It's coming. I know it's coming and it still gets me. I think where the, the most uh, scary game I, I played and I'm talking about years ago, it was Silent Hill. And I still remember the soundtrack of that game. It's quite um, unsettling, <laughs> but it didn't scare me. It was the in terms of a scary game, Silent Hill is it, is very good, but never scared me anyway. So yeah, I, I don't think... scare easy, you know. I suffer sleep paralysis. I don't scare easy with things anymore. <laughs> Once you suffer sleep paralysis, there is nothing else in the world that will scare you. <laughs> <laughs> Are there any films about sleep paralysis? I don't know any. Uh, I haven't. Seen any to be honest? Um, it would be really that would be good. good. That, that would be a good film. Maybe we'll have something here. I know. We don't to... talk too much. We don't want we, people to, to steal the idea. <laughs> everyone was listening. It's a secret. Yeah. Right. I think it's time for stories now. Yeah. All right. Let's have a quick look. Right. There's a first one. Right. Uh, once I was hearing a chainsaw outside my window. I remember that one well because I thought my family was in danger and I was able to move to some extent. There was also a skinless creature crouching by my bed. Odd stuff. Ever since I first got my sleep paralysis nightmare, I also get hallucinations from my ears and sometimes my eyes, though may not be directly related. Feelings kind of scared, extremely stressed and terribly sad. Okay, this is a skinless creature. I mean, why does it always have to be something terrifying? Why can it be, I don't know, pink unicorn offering this person some strawberry flavored ice cream? Because I, I think it's because uh, when that happens, when you have an episode of sleep paralysis, the, the, uh, the episode itself is very scary because you are not able to move or mm. to talk, but you are awake. So the amount of stress your mind is going through. They are quite high. So if you have that level of stress, I don't think you you are going to project unicorn. You project, uh, <laughs> I think you project the, the image that the result out of the stress. Yeah. So when you when you are stressed, any, any stress situation when you are awake is bad. It doesn't give you any good feeling. Um, if you are t very, very stressed, you know, and very unsettled situation. Let's call it stressful and unsettled situation. Um, so you would not have good thoughts in that moment because you're mm -hmm. so stressed. You, you just you just can't focus. You just you know what I mean. So imagine the stress, the post-traumatic stress. Okay, the post-trauma. Right. Yeah, yeah. And that will never make you think in unicorns or horses or anything like that. So I think sleep paralysis uh, 
caused you a lot of stress and it's not a good stress or you know I call good stress when I'm a stressful adult because I'm doing things that I really like and I have to do a lot of those and I thought I need to do this and that but I love it mm. it's a different kind of stress you know but when it's something about bad your mind will just project whatever you know mm. in the case of sleep paralysis they cannot project any I don't know rainbows and flowers <laughs> Because it just doesn't have the the the, the way yeah. to do it. You just your thoughts are like, I want to wake up. I want to wake up. This is not real. I want to wake up, and then your heartbeat your heartbeat increases a lot. Right. Um, quite a lot actually, and um, so you're just just going through a very um I don't know scary situation, and it's pure fear. So fear. Well, doesn't fear doesn't have room for uh, good thoughts basically. So I think that's why you cannot have you will not see unicorns, how do you say, or rainbows and flowers, or you know, all you will see will be your worst fears. Or yeah, yeah. my case, I never had a monster like skin. I never had any monster. My case is more like. Uh, like the spiritual world, if they read that. Hmm. Like, yeah, most commonly, like what I've noticed, you know, I haven't heard the skinless creature, but people have been describing it as demons, witches, as shadow monsters, like they can see the shadow, uh, like a shadow creature or shadow entity, but I, they can't really tell what it is. I saw when the shadow shadow or something with red eyes crawling up to my leg and it was underneath yeah. the davit so was I kind of sleep paralysis last every time I was looking I, was, I could see it closer mm. and and I, I, somebody was trying to wake me up and they took and, and it was the, 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 that person was terrified because it took it took that person a while to wake me out of that dream, and I was fighting that person. Yeah, yeah. And I was between the sleep eyes and the night terror. So, yeah, but still, I, I don't know how to express it, but yeah. Um, I have an, another story there, which is quite interesting one. So I was taking a nap in the middle of the day after I got home from my class. I was asleep on my side. And when I sleep like that, I usually hold the blanket up next to slash under my head. I was asleep for about two hours when I realized I was getting this really loud ringing and rumbling in my ears and head. Before I opened my eyes, I realized I felt my blanket being pulled from my hand, or at least some tension building up in the blanket. When I opened my eyes a few seconds later, I saw the blanket was in fact being pulled slightly from my hand. I couldn't move, but I also pretty much suppressed my own sleep paralysis by making small movements in my toes and fingers and being super relaxed and calm. When I was finally able to turn my head, I watched the throw blanket I had on the bottom of my bed fall to the floor and one last slight dog on my blanket that was covering me and then I was fully out of my sleep paralysis. So that's the one. 
this person didn't experience this, you know, this creature thing, supernatural creature, whatever. And it was just a feeling that someone was there. Someone was pulling his mm -hmm. or her blanket. Yeah, sometimes you get the feeling. Sometimes you don't see anything. You just got the feeling that somebody is there with you. You know, it's... Um, I've had the, you know, I have felt people touching my arms or, or my uh, ankles, my ankles, sorry, ankles. And I couldn't see anything. I I just felt it. Then I, and then you 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 get out of the sleep paralysis and you know the phantom limbs, what they call the phantom limbs, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the feeling is similar. I still could feel that somebody had been touching my wrist or my ankle or any part of my arms or whatever, putting pressure. And this there was this weird time that I felt the pressure on my arm. Um, up to up to my biceps, and mm. and I couldn't see anything. But then they act. They, they when I went to the day after to the shower, I had bruises in my in my biceps. Really? Mm -hmm. Well, that's that's something. Well, I I would like to a dream or something, or I hit myself or something, and then that's what I was feeling that somebody was pressuring me up in the sleep paralysis. Um. But, you know, I've got bruises all the time. I don't know where they're coming from. So I didn't really stop to think about that much. Yeah. I don't I don't give that much of a thought, to be honest. I just prefer not to. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm, I'm much happier if I don't. <laughs> right. I'm just looking at the time now. And yeah. I think it's time to wrap things up now slowly. Because... Mm -hmm. uh, we are about to go over time now. And to wrap things up, and before uh, we go, I've got something interesting uh, for you to try. Uh, last time it went really well okay. uh, with the previous guest. Uh, so it's mm -hmm. something I'm trying to get used to at the end of the show. As you know, my first language is Estonian, one of mm -hmm. the hardest languages to learn. I don't know. That's what people say. So I'm going to teach you something in Estonian, and you try to repeat Okay. And, and hopefully, it won't be perfect for entertaining purposes. <laughs> Can I teach you something as fun as after? I think it's fair. <laughs> I, I think it's fair. It's fair enough. Okay. Right. Okay. So, the sentence, that means until next time. Okay. Perfect way to end the show. Uh -huh. So, that's... Ready? Yeah. Kuni Järgmise Korani. Wait, 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 wait. Can you just break it? Kuni. Right. Kuni. Kuni. Yatmisa. Yatmisa. Korani. Korani. Yep. And Kuni. Yatmisa. Korani. Kuni. Yatmisa. Korani. It's good. Perfect. Okay. You got it? <laughs> you definitely got it. I think you are, I think you are too kind, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's good. Okay, I'm gonna to see see you next time. That's what you okay. Um, okay. Nos vemos pronto. Nos. Okay, right. repeat with me. Right. Say again. Nos.
Nos vemos. Vemos pronto. Pronto. Nos vemos pronto. Nos vemos pronto. Yeah. Is that it? was quite good. Yeah. Got Nos it. Yeah. There, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> On that bombshell, it's time to wrap things up and right to the sunset. Thanks everyone for listening. Thank you, Sandra, for joining me today. And Thanks. where people Thank can you. find you on social media. Oh, I've got Instagram, uh, Sandra Valera. Uh, well, I prefer to find me on Instagram. Facebook is more for personal purposes. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm on Instagram, so Sandra Valera. You've got, um, uh, you can see there are a lot of things I'm doing, not um, about I mentioned today before about acting and some of the songs I have, some of the covers I've done. A cappella, they are there too. Yep, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> go and check it out. Thank you, everyone. I'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye.